I, I have a lot of thoughts that probably come up all over the place, but uh, one thing that I noticed just in, in our general interactions and then particularly in picking on you off the mic, on the mic before the podcast, and now on the recording, uh, <laughs> is like my favorite, my, my like highlights, the ones that stick out to like some of my favorite jokes I've made with you are like, <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, wow, Grizz is easily the most sanctified person here, by the way. Like, I, <laughs> like Dude, what's we, it like to be more saved? Yeah. <laughs> that is my joke. Don't steal that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were, I think we were, it was the first time we were on Westwood's band a couple months ago together. <laughs> and uh, I forget what you said, but like you said, I'm like, hey, man, it's not about this. It's about where, and you were saying truth, but it was not for the sake of like saying the truth. It was like to back up a point and like try to make the joke about like, Hey bro, Hey, it's about worship. All right. And, and then I was like, Hey, and like, I didn't know half the people on the stage. I just like, I knew faces, but not names. I know one person and that was Mitchell Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you and Brian and Peter who's on drums that day. And I go, Hey, in case you were all wondering, Grizz is easily the most sanctified person here. <laughs> <laughs> and and Br- Brian turns around and he's like, huh? <laughs> and he looks at me, he's like, what? What's what's going on? Um, I actually use that story to pivot to my next point. Um, uh, that night we were, okay, actually, sorry, I'm conflating memories. Peter was not on drums. It was a different, very talented mm-hmm. drummer whose name I escapes me now. Nate. Nate. Was it Nate? Yep. Okay. Uh, so Nate, I, I'm in no way sliding this man. He's a, he's no. a way better Fantastic musician than I drummer. I, I, absolutely. But one of the things at Westwood, one of the pieces of technology we use on the band is a click in our ears to help us keep on tempo. And we just weren't together. But Grizz was playing bass. I was playing keys. There was a bunch of people on the, on the stage. And I, in a classic Mitchell uh, action, was just upset with the fact that we were being bad. And we both, I mean, Mitchell and I both, we would like look at each other and make the contact yeah. And and just like I switched, so I was grooving on the bass, um, and I just switched to like pure quarter notes. Yep, yeah, and I did like too. was literally hitting the hardest head rock of my life, trying <laughs> to get this, trying to get I Nate was, back on the click. I was picking my hand up like a <laughs> foot and a half off the keyboard to try to like give any kind of because because Nate was just having. A, I think I mean talking to him afterward, he looked exhausted. He's having a tough day. Yeah, I so think I think yeah. it was just a bad day, um, but yeah. So so any comments I make are about. Uh, Nate the musician, not Nate the person. At Correct. All. Um, okay. There you go. And and Nate specifically, Nate the musician that night of rehearsal. Yes. Because um, my heart is not to just bash this man. But um, anyway, we were not together, and I was kind of pissed. I'm watering that down. I was I was I was very pissed. He's pretty upset. Um, <laughs> and quite literally. And so then Brian just turns around because he's also a very capable and empathetic leader, and turns around and looks at me and looks at you. And like I think at the same time, like somehow he did, much, like yeah. just what is that? That's is that a chameleon eye? Like just we <laughs> <laughs> like splits the eyes, and we like we. I felt like we were both under eye contact with Brian yeah. Feldman at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and then we're kind of looking back at each other, like, "Are you? Am I? Okay, cool. I'm not. Am I high? What's happening?" <laughs> and so, uh, and so Brian just goes, "Is there? Is there something weird is going there weirdness on? Going on here? Because one of you, one of you being weird." And Grizz was like. No, I'm good. Like you, you're just gonna roll with it. And I took the defensive posture. Yeah. I was like, not me. <laughs> I've been on the Westwood. This is not a flex, uh, but I've been uh, playing with Brian and underneath Brian's leadership for a few years, so I'm a little more comfortable speaking my mind now. And uh, or I'm the joke is that I'm always comfortable speaking my mind, but uh, I'm particularly <laughs> comfortable speaking my mind 
to Brian to Brian um, during rehearsal, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's me. I'm I'm pretty upset." And he's like, "Why is that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "We can't stick to a click for the life of us. We are we are so off base." And to like, be to be fair, when Mitchell says we were so off base, we were Nate was leading our band slightly ahead of the click but just enough to feel off but like yeah. i just don't want to over exaggerate this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're right so i'm i'm quoting myself but the fact was we were off and and it was it was throwing me off a lot uh be, to hear the conflicting click mm-hmm. and then drum noises um but anyway i say we're so off base like if we're gonna just jam then let's turn off the click but we have a click for a reason so why not stick to it we picked the tempo we picked the tempo of the song. We like I went on this little rant, and Brian's like, "Yeah, no, that's truth." Like he just totally took it, like how you catch a water balloon, like super soft, and just like, "Yeah, for sure, dude, no problem." And, uh, and he's like, "When you say we, who are you talking about?" Like he kicked my tire. Yeah. He's like, "You make a statement here," and then I lie straight through my teeth and go, "I'm not using a Minnesota we here. I'm talking about the whole band. I'm off base, which I was." Um, and then I go, I'm off base. Sometimes it's here, sometimes it's there. It's around the place. Sometimes it's it's bass and drums. Yeah, he called me out directly. He's like, <laughs> sometimes it's Grizz, and I'm over there like, it is not me. <laughs> it is not me. Like, and I not, knew that. not flexing my musicianship, but it is not me. I am not off this click right now. And my decision was like, okay, if you don't want to vocalize the issue we both know is a thing, then you get to sync with the ship a little bit yeah. in order to fix it. <laughs> and and so and Grizz was like, uh, okay, uh and you didn't really argue with me, but you didn't agree. It was fine. And Brian's like, yeah, I hear that. We just got to find it. And I'm like, okay. And then afterwards, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian's like, I I need that on the stage. And then I went to you, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. And you're like, thank you for saying what I, w- what I won't, which is actually a thing <laughs> you've said to me a ton in the last, like, yeah. two months. You're like, you just say what I think, and I don't want to say. Literally, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Have you ever seen the Key and Peele um bit where it's like uh one of them is playing the role of barack obama and then the other one is like his anger translator yes, yes that's yes. Li- quite I'm, literally I'm how anger it translator. Like, i am barack obama just like <laughs> the face <laughs> that's controlled but like have these super passive back, like, aggressive hey, thoughts y'all stick with the click, okay y'all better be with it <laughs> well and i'm pretty sure at one point brian like called your bluff hard and was like are you talking about nate and like I saw it right away in your eyes, like you were like, "Holy piss! I've just been shot." <laughs> and then you're like, "No, no, no! I'm, I'm like everybody's off." I said, and "Yeah, I'm not like, specifically nice. Nate, but yeah, that's part of the issue." But that's part of the issue. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, that's just a funny story. Um, <laughs> but so we 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 I particularly, but it's kind of a joke um, in this circle, particularly to like accuse almost but like intimate that you're super arrogant or super proud of how christian you are or whatever (laughs) um and i make that joke in sarcasm because of then this is this is truth of how humble you really are as as a servant as a as a servant leader specifically because um one of our first like real big boy no kidding conversations was you being frustrated with the sequence of how crew staff had been put in situations where they just couldn't be investing as much time as they had been because of more often than not children um, yeah. and, and new ones in each couple's family. Um, but just there was there was a, a growth 
season for for a lot of the student leaders to step up and take on more than they had thought they'd signed up for and um so you were kind of talking about that and you're kind of frustrated with band not that much but just you're you were you were you had some angst and and i think duly so um and i was like hey man i i am a little bit exiled from crew i i took myself out of that race also you are the leader not the leader, but like you are one of the figureheads. And when people think of somebody in front at the top of crew, even though it's not how it is and that's not the heart of how crew operates, for people looking in, that's how they're going to see it because that's how the world operates with the hierarchy. And you are at the top of that. So don't act like you're at the top of it, but keep in mind that you are. And every once in a while, you just need to crack the whip a little bit and, yeah. and, and set a tone. And you're like, wow, that's. Okay, for sure. Thanks, man. <laughs> and in this time pre-COVID, you gave me a big hug, and you were like, "I really needed to hear that." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I was just kind of firing from the hip, but I'll chalk that up to God because I didn't really know what I was talking about." <laughs> yeah, I. So talking about planning a bit for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure quite literally weeks ago, I we were talking about having me on this podcast, and we're like, yep. I, I have a line, and I forgot it now, but it went something like, "Yeah, Mitchell is the most deadly and accurate." Hip fire, hip shooter, yeah. hip shooter that I've ever met in my life. It hasn't always been that way. And I would argue- only to Alex Barnhart. <laughs> Alex is a better hip shooter. Um, he his his shortfall is how accurate and deadly he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess my yeah whatever. Um, but that is something I want you to to hear with your heart is that I think you are a fantastic leader, fantastic in your capability and your ability to take charge, which is a really tough thing to do humbly. And I don't think you're, you always have been good at it. I don't think you are always good at it to be Mm -hmm. fair, but I think that you're honest with yourself when you're not good at it and you come back to it every day. And there's a, there's a very much like an acceptance of the grace and acceptance of those new every morning mercies Mm -hmm. of like, Okay, I if you had a rough if you had a bad day, I absolutely mess that up, and from I admire that because for me, like if I mess something up, and I drag my team down when I'm in the leadership position, I get in my head for like days, and I there's a lot of like doubts and and all kinds of stuff that pops up, and um, I see some of that in you sometimes, but the the resting pulse that I admire is like you pick it up and you just mm-hmm. keep rolling. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. I might hop back in, but. That's a super good pivot because part of how I was trying to think of how I would characterize you, me, and Grizz is like when I'm talking with Grizz, there's only so far I can go. And him and I, we relate in terms of worship. We relate in terms of leaders and crew. Mm -hmm. We relate in terms of a lot of pragmatic similar life situations yeah. yeah and like i remember one of the first times i ever had to interact with you not with a task at hand i'm like this is kind of hard i wish i had like fire from the hitman mitchell <laughs> which is why i worked so hard to get us all into the same car when we could drive down to the cities and put Are you, you referring to said conversation at rock creek cafe yes sir yeah <laughs> nice. so he that's funny because he called me after that conversation and um I, I don't remember who, whatever, he told me about the situation and was like, yeah, I love Grizz to death, and I just didn't know what to say because I've known you for 12, 13 years, and so it's easier. And I just don't know what to say to Grizz because I've only ever completed tasks with him, and I've never just sat Yo. there <laughs> sat there in a bunch of pain and, and anguish, and yeah. I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, 
oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my like my first thought was like, and here we are. And here we are. I was like, he, yep, this this one caught him on the chin. And then the situation will remain anonymous for everybody else, but yep. but this one caught him on the chin, and he will also pick himself up. And then it was a little bit of validation in the car because I was like, I bet you felt this way and that way when this when this thing and that thing happened. And it is just knife hitting <laughs> chest like, and I'm driving, headshots. so I'm looking bang, forward. Bang, 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 I, bang. <laughs> I can see Caleb in the rearview mirror. I can't look over at you one because I'm too afraid to. I'm shooting from the hip. You never look. I never look at my target. You know, I'm just kinda, uh, I think it's over here. Django. Uh, and uh, and so I'm not looking. But then you're like, dang, dude. <laughs> That hit, <laughs> and I look up. Just to clarify, is that a voice impersonation too? Yeah, it's, or? it's the current one. I mean, yeah. it, it it varies. Okay. Yep. But I look up in the mirror, and Caleb's like, "Oh yeah, you got it. You're on base." And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna keep going." And I just got okay. Friday afternoon, evening. I'm having this hard conversation. I'm like, I wish I had Mitchell with me. And then Monday, we're driving down the cities. We're selling all the stuff. And I'm like, he's doing it. He's doing exactly what I needed <laughs> to do. <laughs> you are my, you're one of my main, main hand weapons when you're it comes speak- to this man. Yeah, I'm you're, talking you're to, to Mitchell to- about Grizz. Yeah. Because so much. Primary how- weapon. Loadout. <laughs> <laughs> so much of how I've, how I've related to you, Grizz, is like, I've met threes before. I've loved threes before. And you're different. You're not a number. You're kind of weird. You. Yeah, you're kind of wet. You're, you're a little whack. Little whack. It was funny <laughs> because a lot of our interaction <laughs> yeah, has been characterized like by, doing, by doing ministry. And so I always made this joke that, like, we're not friends. We're, we're business. We're bi- I was just going to bring <laughs> that up. We're talking about our relationship, like, quite literally for the first year of our relationship. <laughs> It was a loving, and I I don't know if you ever took it seriously. I never did. I never took that term seriously between us. Um, I am a very sarcastic person, mm. and most of the time it actually gets me into trouble with people. Mm. Um, mm. But we <laughs> we referred to each other as business partners. Not like People would be like, oh, my gosh, you guys are friends, and we're like, no, we're business partners. Yeah, never. Like We led worship together, and we're like, we're, we are business partners. <laughs> Every sarcastic comment or bit or whatever has a kernel of truth to it, which is like you guys had trouble relating at on the outset, just because <laughs> of because you're different. I think we, okay, and I <laughs> we can transition into how we met now, both all three of uh, us. Yes, very good. Um, when I met Caleb Cop. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, when I, the first time I met Caleb, I, I don't even know where, I don't even know where I met Caleb at, but uh, I I just knew, I'm like, there's no way, there is no way that we will ever be friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is funny. This is funny because that's exactly how my first real conversation with Caleb went, too. We were in yeah. sixth grade in the gym at Calvary Evangelical Free Church, and I go, Caleb, and in the backdrop, in the mental parentheses that went unspoken, I was like, I don't have any friends. And then in real life, I was like, hey, Caleb, where are your friends? Looks me in the eyes. If you have to ask, the answer is no, and walks out of the gym. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to uh, gonna sit over here now. I'm going to play basketball, I guess. Oh, no. I almost have that same length of hair now. 
that you're right. <laughs> you're right. He's got flow. But like seriously, quite literally, I I never would have pictured Caleb and I becoming friends because on surface level, we are vastly different people. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even know if there's a certain thing that I could peg that's vastly different right off the top of my head. But like, just in all encompassing, we are vastly different people. Yeah. Do you remember the story of how I met you? I don't. <laughs> Truthfully. It's been a while. It wasn't freshman year. No. It was Was it at Fall Retreat? It was well, I had to audition you beforehand. Before Fall Retreat? I didn't audition before Fall Retreat. Oh really? Because I didn't play on well, no, so the first time I played with Crew Worship Band was at the It Is Broken event. Oh, did you play guitar? Cajon. You play Cajon. Cajon. When did I have you play guitar? I think it was post Fall Retreat. Maybe. I don't know. At one point, Caleb had to audition me, and so we skirted into this tiny corridor hallway. The audition hallway. And he goes, <coughs> okay, play Reckless Love. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. And gave me music, and he's like, do you want to know why I choose Reckless Love? And I'm like, because it's slightly heretical to some people. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's reason number two. And he's like, said something about some vocal range, this and that and whatnot. Yeah, you that have to I jump the not even the chorus, register right? in my mind of like, <laughs> why is this important? But I don't know. That might have been the first time. That's the first significant interaction I have Fair. of you and I. I just don't know if that happened before or after Fall Retreat. Uh, well, okay, yeah. So I would assume after because there's no way I would have auditioned to be in the crew worship band prior to Fall Retreat. That's fair, honestly. So then the first in the timeline <gasps> would be when you and I led worship at the same time at Fall Retreat. At Fall Retreat. <laughs> in the corner of a room. Yeah. Very similar circumstance. Yeah. But um, part of part of what I wanted to talk about with Grizz and why he is literally a better man than I am. Okay. Is <laughs> Let's stop that train right where it's at. No, we can actually keep going and um, add the second car of he's a better man than I am as well. <laughs> Is that you? Okay, fair point. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's okay, more saved. back to me. This, guy, this guy's more saved. That's why he's better, because he's more saved than me. It's uh, Look, if you can Clearly. see, if you press the start button on your controller, you can see the leaderboard, and Grizz is at the top with, mm. <laughs> this is not funny. This is so bad. <laughs> um, so, oh, no. when you came in after Fall Retreat, one, I appreciated you leading a Fall Retreat. Oh, we laughing. <laughs> I'm just bombing. I'm like I'm I'm I, I just think to just quote something that happened about two hours ago at this point. I'm waiting for this to get funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping this would get funnier. Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, he's gone. It's over. <laughs> he was drinking water. Sleep tight. Thanks. That was a bad move. Thanks for playing, buddy. Dang. <laughs> it was dirty. Okay. So, yeah, you played at the It Is Broken event. I appreciate how you led worship. I appreciated your heart for worship that you have, still have. Um, I think um, I appreciate the way that the Lord just is able to partner people who are so different. I think Mm. that's been a a huge piece of, of growth for me in that, like, I was not... I've never really been like a natural worship leader guy. If I really had my say, I, I like to sit in a booth 
Mm-hmm. I like to I like to do tech stuff, and I like to um, be a backgroundish character now. Mm-hmm. And that's part of being a two. It's part of wanting to serve. It's mm-hmm. part of um, like. I remember when we went to fall retreat just this last time, I was just running soundboard yeah, doing tech stuff. And it was so hilarious because one of the new kids who that like that year as a freshman, he's like, after one of the songs, he's like, dude, you sing really well. You should be on the worship team. <laughs> Bars. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe, I don't know. It's his team. Maybe Grizz can audition <laughs> me on the hallway. Yeah, and I, as soon as you came into the ministry of crew, and started like really partnering with me in making it to be the beautiful thing that it is now. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was 100% comfortable handing this off to you. Yeah. This is something that I also, so like the reason well, I don't want to go into that, but I, I, as I mentioned in all over this podcast, uh, I, but it last episode too. Yeah. I, I self exiled out of crew mm-hmm. during my sophomore year and, um, and so part of that was just like I had this kind of grandiose vision of everything that crew could turn into. And I just felt as a feeling, this is not a reality statement, but there it, it was a feeling of mine that it was just stunted and like that was not a shared desire for the ministry that we just it felt like we wanted to tread water instead and just kind of do our thing. And um, so that's kind of why I gave up. I'm like, this doesn't feel like it's worth my effort and time. And then kind of slowly returning this last year, I mean, it was honestly just a huge dry season this last, like, yeah, like 18 months or so. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of my growth has happened in the same season that you and I have gotten close because God kind of put us together and he's like, this dude is going to go toe to toe with you every single step of the way. (laughs) You will not back down. And it started off where I felt very like, like just like broken and injured, like walking into the girls' apartment, walking into that community, walk just all of it. I was like, I have no business being here. Quite whatsoever. literally, we had that was so. You mentioned your memory of our first big boy conversation. Yeah. that was my memory of our first big boy conversation. Was the conversation that we had out on the porch of the girls' apartment? Yeah, I forgot about, about how that. he felt like he didn't deserve to have this group of friends, and yeah. and he didn't feel like he was worth whatever you know yeah, what yeah. i mean and, and yeah. we also had a conversation about um where i was struggling with uh the worship team a little bit too of like mitchell offered to play and and we had actually just kind of wrapped up a conversation about his dry season yeah mm-hmm. and and i'm like dude like i no doubt i want you to play yeah. I want you to be with me on this stage right now, worshiping the Lord. Yeah. But if your heart's not in a place to worship the Lord, I'm not putting you on the stage. And that was big for me because I was already halfway there. Like I was like, I want to play the music and I want right. to jam and I want to do all that. And I'm like, but I just, and I, I remember going into that conversation being like, I just don't know like if I should, duh, 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 duh. and then you were the decision maker, in, like in that authority position to be like, yeah, you're not getting on my stage if you're not here to worship God. And that's not what you said. That's that's, that's <laughs> quite more forward. That's that's a very Mitchell. Also, I would have never said my stage. I know that's what I'm saying. This is not. This is this is. I own the. This is the theater. Mitchell. I am. It's the it's the MSV, the Mitchell Standard Version of Grizz's words, as usually happens. Um, 
but but you're like yeah in that conversation it was big to be like yeah you're no dude it's not good for you it's not good mm-hmm. for the ministry it's just not happening and so part of the growth is like i was actually when we were out at the park with uh everybody celebrating kale's birthday um there were like three or four little interactions where the dynamic was a lot more like I was your big brother. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is happening here? I feel like Chris is the superior in every way. What am I doing? <laughs> and uh, and it was a cool moment that God kind of, you know, like, tap, this feels kind of cliche, but like just sort of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, look, I, I dragged, I got you here. You're welcome that I pulled you f- fighting and kicking and screaming the whole way to this point where now, like, we are i say i don't see us as like i'm the older you're the younger type of thing it's a very very equals thing but there are also times where in the last few months especially where i just see a lot of like the interpersonal growth or the 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 inner yeah the internal growth um that i was going through junior year as a leader as somebody being given responsibility and given authority and being a three and all those things and all the similarities that we have for me it was in news and television but for you it's here and i'm like oh he's already better off than me but this is like there's so much better than you can do than i did Mm. and so i i feel like i could be wrong here but I, i feel like god set it up where like i am like five percent farther ahead in you in in some areas of our life and so there's just little ways we're like like at at that at the quarries right you were about to like yell across the parking lot at somebody and like make a joke or like ask why something's happening because like something was stupid and you thought it should stop and i was like hey hey let her buck let her go keep going (laughs) (laughs) just keep keep rolling and honestly not even in like small like that's a small situation right but like i i just had a conversation about so because you and I, Mitchell, are the same Enneagram type, which mm-hmm. doesn't define a person by any means, but also characterizes their habits quite well. Um, like, I, I just had a conversation about our relationship with someone else being like, he's someone that, like, in many ways understands me on like a soul level yeah. because he understands himself and on a soul level <laughs> we well to, yeah, to yeah, some degree yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> um and i i told him about like how mo- pretty much every time we have a conversation there's some like holy spirit driven wisdom like that you give to me on that. And so like a very recent example of that is we were at Westwood church. How many days ago? Like two days ago. Yeah. I think it was, it was Monday because I just received the call about Des Moines. Oh yes. Okay. And we were yeah. playing basketball. Yep. And, um, <laughs> like you basically can tell this was, whole story. I'm not going to chime in. At all. Yeah. Well, just to be clear, we were sucking at basketball. Oh yeah, I was so about, we, that was my one chime uh, I was going to make is that playing basketball is a very generous, very term. generous term. Yeah, um, and so we kind of pivoted into just let's just like shoot around and cat very well more casually than we were and have a conversation. <laughs> and so I I kind of walked through like he had asked me like how are you doing and I like usually am very good at the bluff of like yeah man I'm doing great like youth pastor energy type stuff. <laughs> And, yeah, but uh, I see through that like a window. He Every sees time through you do like it, a window, yeah. and and he's like, okay. He asked me again. I'm like, I literally just told you. I'm yeah, dude. I'm doing great. <laughs> and uh, 
he's like, no, how are you doing? And I'm like, honestly, not super well right now. And, and I'm like, long story short stuff with job opportunities this summer fell through. And then I had other options and this option going down to Des Moines, um, sprung on me way quicker than I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. Forced me into a decision that I did not want to make, but felt like I had to make. Yeah. Um, and so like we just we had a conversation about how uh, my heart's desire for this summer was actually to either a move to move back home to Eau Claire and work as an intern at Peace in whether worship ministry, youth ministry, or technology. Yeah. yeah. Option B, stay here in St. Cloud, work at Westwood Church. Same thing, um, worship, youth, or technology. And then, um, like, none of those options came through. Right. Like, they were possibilities, but it was like, you need to make the decision by Tuesday at noon. And this is Monday. You need to make the decision Tuesday at noon if you're going to come down here and work this job that's on the table in Des Moines. Yeah. And... And like my heart, like I said, my heart's desire was to be in Eau Claire. And that's really where I felt like I want, like wanted and, and to some degree, like probably made the f- too far of a connection to say that that was where the Lord was having me, even right. though it's just really where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just kind of like imparts this wisdom of, of <laughs> like, <laughs> um, this idea of heart idolatry and, and how, um, one can fall in love with the idea of worshiping the art of worship and yes, the sir. art of ministry and how he's like, you know, maybe the Lord has revealed to you your skill set in ministry and you've caught on to that. You've caught on to that probably quicker than most people would have. Um, and, and you've pivoted hard and used that to your, your and the kingdom's advantage. That's a good thing. And that's a great thing. Yeah. But now, and and he goes, this is where it's really ironic because I didn't tell you this. Um, But he's like, and I'm not saying this, like I know it, but just as a possibility, like what if your heart is making an idol out of ministry? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart's making an idol out of ministry. Just, I'm a little comforted because I was really like, oh, I am all the way out left fire. field on this. Like, I have no clue. It was definitely a shot in the dark, but the shot in the dark was it felt like you had night vision goggles. <laughs> like, <laughs> and 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 I think that's true, especially in this COVID season of like yeah. I've been at four different churches now doing worship, production, you name it. I'm there doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of began to feel like more of a job type of thing of where like, Hey, I'm good at this. And so I'm going to um, use the skill set in order to earn my value in this. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah, so he, he said that and I'm like, dang, I think he's right. (laughs) And he's like, I think that this might be like, yes, the Lord has revealed to you the skill set and you're using it. Now I think this might be God forcibly removing you from corporate worship, corporate mm. ministry in this season to grow you in a different way. Um, and and I, I just left that and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I feel so known. <laughs> Dude. 
But that's that's a really great way to summarize Mitchell and I's relationship again. Like I said about Caleb, um, and Mitchell is actually not here to defend himself when I say this. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I, I thought Mitchell, the first time I met him, I thought he was a royal prick. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Because of his tendency to fire from the hit and be lethal with it. Yeah. And he like we mentioned before, just kind of says stuff. Like, he's not afraid to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am totally not that kind of person. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and and so he just would say some comments. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's literally saying like that. But, I mean, I'm thinking it, but I'm not about to say it. <laughs> but, like, he would just say it. and And so... I never thought that we would have the kind of relationship that we are. Hey, buddy, you just missed me calling you a royal prick. He's returning now. Um, I have a job, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, Pastor Brian needed to ask me a question. And so, yeah. I am a royal prick, though. I can't confirm. Never thought that we would have the type of relationship, but but that story kind of characterizes our relationship as we've grown together um, and, and just growing together as brothers in Christ, like that has, it has transitioned, I think, into um, you being able to, like with the help of the Holy Spirit, just impart wisdom that I need to hear and have those hard conversations because there's really not a lot of people in St. Cloud that are willing to like just straight call me out. Um, Mm. Caleb Cobb being one of them, Mm. Mitchell Barnhart being the other, and Andrew Peabody probably being the third to round (laughs) it up. Oh boy. The um, whole episode, and so it's. I'm happy to be in that data set with those th- with those other two. Yeah, 100. Yeah, um, and so that's kind of what it's what it's been, and I've loved and cherished our relationship now. Um, and I'm super stoked that you're gonna be staying in St. Cloud, um, for at least another now year. Now I can call you out for a whole another year. Heck yeah, <laughs> senior season boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, to to cap a little bit off where we're at. I've been inspired by you in your leadership. You've changed the way I fundamentally look at ministry as, or sorry, worship as a ministry, Mm. like bringing people in to the ministry of worship for the purpose of actually pouring into them. That's something I never really saw or knew about before (laughs) you were in my life. And credit to Michael Rambo. Yeah. Credit to Michael Rambo. Just a closer walk with thee, man. That's all it is. Oof. Good song. And I have seen that and have loved that. The way that we do check-ins at the beginning of our rehearsals and, like, you've grown a care in me for a worship team that I've never felt before. And that was really powerful. Two, though it is now sad because we can't meet in person, your interactions with purity group and helping out with that along with Wayne Kinney shout out Wayne Kinney again this is the fourth time it's like third or fourth time <laughs> Wayne where you at where you at Wayne um <laughs> like has been extremely inspiring to me because I have been in purity groups I've been with accountability and it's never felt like something that I cared about mm. Oof. until you came back and you're like hey in Daytona this is how we operated this is how the Lord worked through through us as a group of guys, and I, I want to do that. And I'm like, I can get behind that. I would actively drag my ass out at 6 a.m. and go get Peter Heck and yeah. come to homecoming in church Heck in the yeah. morning and be like, all right, it's time for purity group, boys. Yeah, boy. Never, ever had that. 
mm-hmm. before. And then to circle a little bit left field is I have seen so much growth in you. So much growth that I'm absolutely proud of. Huge facts. There's one particular conversation that sticks out in my mind where we were in the fake computer lab in Atwood. We had like music equipment stripped all over our bodies ready to take the bus home. (laughs) (laughs) And you were just so mad. I was pissed. (laughs) You were seething. This was funny because I had an identical conversation with Caleb a couple weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> that behaved just like the conversation that he's about to tell. <laughs> and how it went is that, like, you were mad because crew as a ministry threw a lot of stuff at us. It threw a lot of stuff at us as minist- as worship leaders. I think we had to cut a song that day. Yeah, um, and to be fair, like, I I didn't do the whole into crew. I didn't do the whole like um, test the water and then like put one foot in and then slowly get in. It was mm-hmm. like high dive off the diving board all the way in. We're going, which is a lot of my personality. Oh yeah, and so like yeah, there was a lot of frustration because I felt personally even like much less as a worship team, but like personally I felt like. Um, they kind of like I joined in with the ministry and partnered and they're like, okay, here is this truckload of stuff that you can take care of. And I'm like, huh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. And that's like, why this was so pleasant because I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell and I freshman year, we went, sat in the front row crew and we're like, all right, this is the spot. Yay. This <laughs> is it. This is it. We jumped off the diving board. And we had a lot of responsibility. We go. <laughs> Here we go. And so that's why it was so refreshing to have this conversation with you. I'm like, I remember this chair. I remember how terribly, terribly uncomfortable and frustrating it was. <laughs> um, yeah, because like we had to change a song. We, uh, we had so many things you we were doing and leading. And Nobody like, helped. I remember like we, so we're a set up teardown ministry. Mm-hmm. So we set everything up at 4 or 4.30 and then at like, we usually leave Atwood by 11, 11.30 most nights Yeah. Um, after tearing everything down. Yeah. And I remember, like, nobody helped us tear down anything. And so Caleb and I, number one, put up the entire stage by ourselves, went through the night of crew and, like, had just stuff being tossed at us and then capped the night off, being super frustrated and tired, having to put the entire stage away. Oh, yeah. It's a good feeling. And I you're so mad and one one comment that sticks out in my mind was like like if we weren't here, like what would crew do? Oh. <laughs> That's what you said to me. <laughs> and Oof. shout to out be, 2019 version of me. <laughs> and to be clear, I have had that exact same thought. I have definitely wrestled with that exact same thing. I remember one particular moment where we had to get an emergency bassist and I'm like, all right, you gave me your keys. I ran to your apartment. I picked up your bass and I walked back to campus. And that whole time I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate (laughs) this. I hate this. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? I don't want to be doing this. (laughs) And then I got up on stage to play and I'm like, God is good. God is good. (laughs) That's literally every day. So I, for a decent season of the second semester of my sophomore year, I basically pack-muled all of my audio equipment over to the Atwood Theater, which Mm -hmm. is probably about, I'd say, a mile 
ish walk, mile and a half, yeah. mile and a half walk from my old apartment. Yeah. And so I'd have my cajon strapped on my back, my guitar in my right hand and my bass in my left hand with all of my like computer and music and everything else in my bag. And I just like, this is horrible. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so when Mitchell and I lived down on the South side as well, like yeah. we did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. We, I remember, um, Oh man, my class schedule would have to get out. I'd have to run home, change, make something to eat or get something to eat and then catch a bus with the cajon and then a guitar that I borrowed from a different roommate who I didn't even live with yet to like come up to crew. And just thinking back on where you were then to where you are now, it's it's such just praise the Lord for how much growth has happened. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that was that was one of the first like I think, I think honestly, in our relationship, one of the first, like, just, wow, I'm going to use this word, friendship conversations that we had where it was, like, the real F word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you actively, not to say that you didn't actively care for me before, but, like, you seeing me in my place of frustration and, um, like, being there as a, like, you had no business sitting there with me while I was just fuming pissed. (laughs) Like you easily could have just been like, this guy is acting a fool right now and I'm leaving. (laughs) But like you, you sat there and like cared for my soul in that place. And that definitely grew me as a person as well. Yeah. I have loved being your business partner, being your worship partner. It's very bittersweet for me to finally be able to record this with you. Yeah. Because I'm leaving. So am I. And so are you, (laughs) literally tomorrow. And however long it goes that we don't see each other face-to-face again, I'm glad that we had this time. Me too. And Very glad. I'm very glad. You also made, in part, my senior going away video for crew, and I hate you. (laughs) That is the most I've cried in like the past two years. <laughs> yeah. So usually for our seniors and crew, which Caleb Cop is now it's my turn to guess you up just for like five mm. seconds. <laughs> Caleb Cop is like the cream of the crop when it comes to a senior. Um, not because he. So this is why <clears throat> Caleb Cop did not make the ministry of crew ride on his shoulders in any way. In fact, if Caleb Cobb would have fell off the face of the planet, the ministry of crew would have moved on as close to as usual as you can get. Functionally. Functionally. Yeah. And yet he pulled back into a background position and actively poured into as many underclassmen as I think he could. <laughs> like he, he spent his time not in the production of worship, not in the production of Bible studies so much, but in the effort of like interpersonal ministry to other people. And so that is why I would label Caleb as the cream of the crop that you get in like a senior for ministry because now that he is in fact leaving the ministry, like no doubt the minute, like the production side of ministry of crew is going to hurt in, in your moving on to the next phase of life. But also we're going to be just fine. Yes. 
You know what I mean? And so that's why it was so special. And we also had two other amazing seniors. And usually what we do for, for a senior send-off is, like, um, we kind of, like, have this thing on stage and people, and they're they're recognized in front of the entire crew yeah. body, and it's really mm-hmm. special. Yeah. Um, and we weren't going to be able to do that for you guys. Thank you, COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I just sat there. I remember we were in an executive team meeting, and I'm like, this is just plaguing my brain. I need to bring it up to these guys. We need to send these seniors off because these are three seniors that are really special, not only to me as a person, but, like, to this ministry. Like, they have given so much of themselves to this thing we call crew at St. Cloud State. And I would be hurt deeply if we couldn't give them something they deserve. Um, and so we, I, I set out to, I got video footage from all of our leadership staff guys, like not staff, but like all of our student leaders and staff. Um, and with the help of my great friend, Mitchell Barnhart, <laughs> oh, hey. Didn't edited see it all together, um, into a cohesive video for these seniors and then was able to, um, craft kind of this wood plaque that was the outside of it was the St. Cloud state CST logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wood burned the crew logo inside. I was wondering how you did that. Yeah. It was a wood burner fire. Mm. Uh, yeah. Kind of heat. <laughs> um, and, fire? and then I, had all the leaders send me one word that they like thought described or came to their mind when they thought of each senior. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that on there with Sharpie and then like covered it in semi-gloss and um, was able to give it to them. And so, yeah, what Kale was referencing was our last leadership meeting. Um, and we played the video and, and then I had them open up that plaque and it was a really special moment. So, yes, I will keep that for as long as feasibly possible. (laughs) Um, it has been wonderful to interact with you over the past two years. It is, I'm so excited. And I don't mean that in a youth pastor way. I mean that in a real way to see how the worship ministry of crew continues to grow and how you continue to grow this summer mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Because as you guys were describing your heart, Grizz, where you're at, I was like, dude, I remember when I got my internship last summer like all the staff were like, hey, you're going to go on a summer mission? You're going to do surf here? I'm like, no, I have a job. Sorry. Sorry. I, I have a job. And uh, that was a huge point of growth for me because I was idolizing this professional success. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the Lord gave me this position. He gave me this time to go to work and hate it. He gave me this time to go to something I thought to, to, to be face to face with an idol I had mm. and understand how it doesn't measure up. Mm. And when God is giving you this opportunity to go and work, I'm not saying it's going to end the same way, but I am saying that like, it's just another beat for beat that the Lord is growing you. Mm-hmm. And I'm also excited to see what happens because the ministry that we can do in a workplace, throwback to, uh, Life Ops. Life Ops. Charlie Schaller. Dang. Um, the more you're doing full-time ministry, the more it feels like a full-time job. And the more you're doing yeah. this full-time job, the more it feels like full-time ministry. And bars. Quite literally. <laughs> I uh, think you're going to do great. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm excited to watch you struggle to lead uh, worship next year. And here's why. Because uh, the way I see it, Caleb took a passive role and gave you a chance to take the lead and take charge and then he's there to back you up in and 
to be more capable with areas that you have and would and did and will struggle, um, <laughs> which is to remember the people behind the product of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I, I am actively struggling with right now in my own capacities. And, um, <laughs> uh, and so I've, I've never, this is not to say you guys are less equal in any way, but I see Caleb as obviously having been, you know, in crew for a year longer, having a little tiny bit of seniority here. And mm-hmm. even though you're out in front, he does kind of lead the way for the two of you and, and he'll never agree to this, but I, never, I not even a little bit, but I'm, I'm getting some accuracy signals from you. So, yeah. mm. I, which I, is interesting because not to interrupt into no, this story, but one thing that I've really come to value increasingly about my relationship with Caleb Michael Cobb is that like we grew, we grew into, I feel like one of the most co-equal friendship relationships that we've had. As that an I've observer? Ever had. Absolutely. Yeah. As as a point to like, there were some nights after Wednesday nights for crew that like you felt horrible about it or, or were just struggling at something in life. And I would be able to like speak some truth and, and at least try to pick you up from that mm-hmm. and encourage you. <clears throat> and then there were plenty of nights that I was on the reverse side of that where I was struggling with something in life or felt bad about, um, the, the worship set of, of crew and Mm -hmm. you were there to do the exact same thing. So it was very much like there was never a superior, inferior, or like leader follower Mm -mm. type of relationship. It was, it was at least in my mind, I think it was one of the most co-equal relationships I've ever had with a human being. 100%. As an observer, I can't confirm. Um, but now you're entering this this next stage. Uh, well, not you're not entering there quite yet, but on the horizon is is the next school year, and a lot of unknowns exist for how it's going to look. But in some, but you will still be the senior leader in in a co leader reality, mm-hmm. and so you'll. I mean, we were talking about this the other day that I'm excited to watch you struggle and then learn and figure out. <laughs> I'm excited to watch you suck, bro. Uh, no, I, I'm excited to watch you struggle to not lead but coach, which is what, what Caleb did. Oof. Caleb Caleb <laughs> did a really good job of of pivoting all the way out of leader and into, into coach. And he's very much been the coach on the sideline, and you've very much been the starting QB or whatever. Yep. And can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> and you have three semesters to do this this process. So it's I, I'm not trying to forecast or anything. But here I go. Uh, I I predict that as uh, as you enter this duality and you enter knives, am I am I am I kicking you a little bit? Uh, it's about to. <laughs> that you're gonna have to make the hardest decision and the hardest uh, choice. That I mean, I had to make it too. It at, at UTBS is um, you have to start to design crew to operate without you, and. And not that you are the overarching guy, but you you are a player and you are a figurehead. And so you have to start to prepare crew for reality where you don't exist. Headshot. And <laughs> the COD contact on the... Just <laughs> um, hit marker. Hit marker. Uh, Pick up the tags. So you have to prepare for that. And so... I mean, and the person that you are going to be co-leading with is will probably make this pretty easy. Um, but as you prepare that person for that reality, 
you have to put more and more stuff on their plate and you have to let go of stuff and you have to let stuff let them suck. Lead. You have yep. to let them lead and you have to let them be bad at it and you have to let them <laughs> go up and down and all around and you have to talk them off the ledge when they hate how everything sucks and you have to do, well, you don't have to, but I imagine you are called to and want to and will do all those things that Caleb has done for me and Caleb has done for you. And so I think you're in a really cool spot um, because, and not to say that Caleb and I are all that in a bag of chips, but I've, I think that our relationship has been influenced. I've been influenced by your ability to get up every day and hit it again. That's like, if I had to pick one thing and there are many, but that's the biggest thing that I take into my next season of life is to actually let it roll off your back and just learn and go. And I think if I had to guess, one of the big things you learned from me is sometimes you have to just call people out and you have to call a spade a spade and you have to say that wasn't good. And that works in some situations, not that many. Don't overuse that. I have <laughs> struggled and I make mistakes all the time with overusing that, but it does show helpful every once in a while. Um, I'm sure if I did it less, it might have a higher success rate. But anyway, um, and then from Caleb, you're taking this uh, this ability to, on the opposite side of my reality, there's like a truth and grace reality. And I have a lot of truth and Caleb has a lot of grace. And so you're in the spot where you have been really influenced by him and I've had marginal influence. And now you're like, okay, cool. Now you're entering a situation where you need to be able to deliver truth and grace even handedly. Cause in if you one package. <laughs> one package. Nice. Nice. And the nice thing is I think that okay. you are easily one of the most gifted people in ministry I've ever seen. I'm not some old sage who's been around the block all that time, but in mm. having grown up in the church and having done various forms of ministry and stuff on and off through college, you are one of those like just God-given talents, pardon the pun, uh, in ministry. And so I have no doubt that you'll do it. And I also know that you'll struggle and fail and then do better the next day. And I want you to know that myself and I'm sure Caleb and I'm sure a bunch of people who are listening right now as well are completely behind you and we love you and you're going to do fantastic stuff. Go have fun in Cornfield, USA, bro. In Des Moines. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> First end. We've got Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. I am crying. That just happened. <laughs> I don't know how else I want to say that I'm going to miss being here with you, with both of you. And I'm glad to see that this city is in good hands. Mm. God's hands. Here's little fingers. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're finger brothers. Let's go. Sorry. Uh, I was you guys just to bring touch some... hands? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just both clap. I hit the tip. Both... Self-dab. 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 
Sorry, I didn't mean to undermine the value of what you said. Oh, I needed it to be. Okay, cool. <laughs> For sure. Oi. Well, it has been an absolute pre- pleasure, Grizz, to be uh, a recipient of you in my life and to have you on the podcast. And that's about all that's really been pleasurable. Everything else has kind of sucked. Yeah, Fun fact, I actually hate Mitchell Barnhart <laughs> and I hate Caleb Cop only slightly less. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you just mute him for that? No, I muted myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never muted. I. <laughs> okay, back to back me. Back to me. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. When it comes to outros, this is how you do it. Gah, gah. Woo! Gah, gah, gah.